Okay, we're continuing ahead in the Tzavas HaRivash. So page Vav. Yehei zahir me'od lakum tami b'chatzos alayla. One should be very careful to wake up at chatzos of the night. Right? Im eino kam v'haya shalomach masonis. If you don't get up and you don't, and, and it's not because of some accident. Hu benido l'mala. You're in cheirim above chas v'chalila. V'yapoch, and what you should do is switch your nights to days. V'yishem b'yom kama shalos. And sleep a little bit during the day, a few hours. K'day shetaspik lo me'at sheina b'layla. So you should have enough sleep at night. Okay, so very, the Hasidic writings will speak a lot about this concept of Tikin Chatzos. Many people have different minhagim on this, but you see this was important to the Baal Shem Tov. Kishakam b'chatzos when you get up in the middle of the night, shena, and you're feeling very tired, yelech l'kan l'kan, walk this way and that way, babayis in the house, v'yashir b'shiros, and sing songs, v'yigba kolo, and raise your voice, k'day l'hasir ma'alav ashena, so that your sleep should be removed. Yilmod har b'shirim, v'loha kol b'inyanechad, and you should learn many different shirim, and not on one subject, so it looks like it's a burden. Rak Learn many different things. By the way, this idea of pacing um, was also the strategy employed by the Kotzker and many others in order to increase one's lishma, that you pace around before you learn. And when you learn, you need to rest a little bit every so often. Stop from your learning. So you can process what you learned and connect yourself to Hashem. Even though even though while during the learning, you cannot cling yourself to Hashem because you still need to learn. Meaning you can't stop what you're learning. You're learning a topic on Mishnah Bura, Kiddush Lavana, whatever it is. But you need to every so often stop and reframe why you're doing this. On the Torah, you know, uh, em- emboldens your neshama, so to speak, and it, it's a it's a tree of life for all those who hold on to it. It'll wake you up. And if you stop learning, you God forbid will lose your cleaving, your your ability to cleave. And one should think, just like while they sleep, they can't be davuk tashem because you're sleeping. So too, when you're in a status of noflim hamochim shalom. Uh, Mochin is a huge concept in uh, Hasidus. It's it's sort of when your mind is enraptured by the concept of God. When you're in a lower state, one is also has a tough time cleaving to God. Um, one shouldn't worry that when they learn, they can't really cleave to God because they're learning right now. No, lo Learning won't be no worse than those. Rock mikol makom, but still, tzarech liashev atzma b'chol sha v'rega dveka saboris barak. One should settle within themselves this concept of connecting and cleaving back to Hashem. It's about taking your learning back to its source, where it's supposed to be. Be'es halimud while you're while you're learning kishemedaber um, when you're speaking. Meaning, when talking, think of nothing except for attachment to Hashem. And when you're specifically learning, you should be thinking about learning. And you'll be able to cleave to godliness properly. You need at all times to be learning Torah, which is a tree of life, as we said. However, you have to be careful when you're when you're just having conversations and you're relying on a previous status of Dvekus, be careful not to lose that elevated status of Dvekus. Meaning, um, when you're learning Torah, you don't lose out on the fact that you're not thinking about God, because in it itself, that concept of learning is the prerequisite for Dvekus. However, the optional work of having a conversation 
So that allows to be framed in the concept of dveikus, but be careful, leaving that going too long um, could lose you from that path of dveikus. Now something may come your way, and you won't be sure whether to do it or not. So So if you study Torah that day, you'll be able to determine from what you learned, you'll be able to apply it what to do. This is an amazing concept here. Um, that the Torah itself that you learn that day is going to help you out in the decisions for that day. It's known that the Baal Shem Tov would look in the words of the Svarim, in the Torah, and be able to answer those who came over to him asking a question. There's something called the Goral Hagra, the lottery of the Gro, where he would do something similar. Reb Chaim Brisker was known to stay away from these kinds of things based on Tomim Tihyeh Im just be sincere and straightforward, um, meaning focus on a more basic level of, of Torah and connection to Hashem. But the Baal Shem Tov is saying here in the Tzawas Rivash that the Torah that you learned that day serendipitously is going to come and help you with your day. But if a person walks haphazardly with Hashem, without recognizing that what you learned has any connection, then God acts with you sort of in that, in a way that appears to you very haphazardly. And you will also not be sent the proper clothing and the, the food that you need that carry with it the sparks to rectify your neshama. Your neshama seeks rectification in this world. It does it through the physical activities that it does. It elevates those sparks. You take a fruit and you make a bracha, you elevate it. But a person who does not see godliness in everything, does not see a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't let them see rectification through the physicality that they do. Okay, next. Tzarech lelech madrega lemadrega betfila. person needs to go from stage to stage when they daven. Shalo yafsid kol kocho betfila setfila. You can't shoot everything out at the beginning. We work on gradual stages. That's why your whole tefillah is designed to be built up gradually. You start really from the most basic with moda'ani, gratitude. You read about the korbanas, which is your most base self, your animalistic side. You're raising it as you're elevating, moving up. Rav Schwab on tefillah has a beautiful way of explaining how each part of your davening is moving you closer and closer into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies. You can't just jump right in. You gotta go step by step. Rak yatchil b'matonu Go patiently in the middle of your davening. Yadvek bedvekus gadol az and you can go even quickly the words of the tefillah even though at the beginning you don't have that excellent tekes still say the words with and strengthen yourself bit by bit until Hashem helps you pray with the great tekes a person should learn how to train themselves to pray with a low voice, even the things that are meant to be cried out and sung, you should be able to do it with a whisper. And whatever you say, whether songs or Torah study, it should be with all your strength, all your might. As it says in Tehillim, all my bones will praise you. Mr. Buru quotes it as the possible source for shuckling during davening. And the crying out that comes through cleaving is a crying out that's silent. It's inward crying. Inward crying. It's a famous word from Mendel Vorka that how did she hear Moshe? She heard Moshe's crying from the inside. Doki called Teva when he was in the basket, the daughter of Paro. Doki called Teva who coma shlem of Tsarchlius Kolkochba. You should know. This is huge with Tfila. Each and every word is a coma shlema, is a complete structure. 
Okay, every word has in it souls, HaKadosh Baruch it has everything in it. And it, it becomes bound up back with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The letters all unite and they bind together to form a word, really cleaving and connecting to Hashem. And they become one. And therefore, when one says each word with Kavana, you're sort of elevating it back to its proper place. Uh, and therefore, if you don't put Kavana by a word, it's like a limb is missing. There's something missing that day. And it's a tremendous chesed that Hashem does that allows a person to live after tefillah. Meaning, even though you're, obviously there are parts of it that were out kavana, and you're, you're going to be lacking in a certain vitality because each word of tefillah illuminates you. Because a person should have died as a result from giving all of themselves into their prayer. With all these great kavanas, your mind in the upper realms, you should expire from what you're doing. But it's a chesed that Hashem keeps you in your body. It's amazing. The, the Baal Shem Tov is speaking like, as a matter of fact, like, like anybody could do this, which is incredible. Sometimes you'll be able to daven very quickly because of the burning. Because you're so consumed with love that the words are just flying out of their mouth. You're so excited. Like in your silent prayer. And when you're medavic yourself above, you attach yourself to the silent fila, you will be elevated even higher in that prayer. As it says in Chazal in Gemara Shabbos 104b, one who comes to be pure, God helps him out. So God says, you want to find the way back? Here's the way back. And through that, you can come to even higher madrega. Even not during the time of davening, where you'll be cleaved above. A person should not say many tehillim before davening, because what's going to happen is you're going to weaken your body. Because you're going to lose out and not have any more strength for the main part of davening, which are the obligations of the day, which are the zmiras, psukit zimra, kriyashma, tefila, bedveka, with great cleaving, make sure you say that you start off with dvekus. Just begin saying some things. God gives you more koach to say tilim and shir shirim dvekus. Great. Before neila on yom kippur. It's going afield here. What you should do is say some of the prayers with a smaller power, energy, so you store it up and reserve it so that your ni'ila is done with tremendous dveikas. This here is really a reference to the power of ni'ila and what that final davening is all about. Maybe one of the first references um, to such an idea. Okay, we'll stop there for today.